like when you're finding someone, how do you know if it's like a good match based on that like soul level? How do you know if you're yeah, soulmate? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Thank you. Succinctly okay. for putting it that way. Okay. Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey everyone, I am so, so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. We just got off the call with Nikki Novo, who is a Cuban American best selling author and intuitive dating coach. She is a certified hypnotherapist and also a Reiki healer and all of the most wonderful things. And you'll just hear in this episode, we start off talking about dating and relationships, but like really quickly, we like zoom out and start talking about spirit guides and energy and intuition. And I ask all of these random like woo-woo questions because that's what I do. She was such a good sport about answering them. She's like, let's go there. Let's go down the rabbit hole. She was. She's like, let's do it. So it was just a fantastic conversation. And as Liz does, she gets a personal, personal reading throughout the conversation (laughs) because the Reiki healers just need to channel all of this information to Liz. (laughs) And it was was So you'll hear Liz get a little personal reading later down. They're like, Nina's golden. She's got this on lock. I need to specifically tell Liz something because she's got some work to do. (laughs) It's not like that. I think they're just like, girl, you can open up to your intuition now. Like, I think they're saying like, it's safe. Do it. It's interesting because she, her and Kelsey Patel, I feel like both had like similar messages for me about like other people's, my relationship with other people and boundaries and feeling like I can take up space. It's like the same message. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So you will really, really enjoy this episode. Come to it with an open mind. And we really hope that you guys enjoy it. But before we head into this episode, you guys hear me talk a little bit in this podcast episode about how I am incorporating Reiki and tarot into my um, hormone and anxiety coaching. So aside from coaching, I do offer private one-on-one and group tarot reading. So if you guys are interested, I would love to offer the Finding Your Shine listeners $5 off a tarot reading. And we can do that over Zoom or we can do that in person if you're local to Columbus. But you can always message me over on Instagram at nourishedwithnina to find more information on those. Or just follow me over on my website, nourishedwithnina.com. And I have a tab where you can sign up and schedule your tarot reading. I've done one. It's super fun. I feel like you always just speak right to my soul. So... Well, I'm just channeling what the universe wants me to share. And pretty soon you can give me just tailored custom messages as people do. <laughs> True. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, tarot readings are there for you. Come follow me on Instagram or the website. But enough about all this. Let's hop into this episode. Yes. Let's talk love and spirituality with Nikki Novo. All right. Well, thank you, Nikki, for coming on and chatting with us. Um, We haven't had a whole lot of episodes around the dating world in particular. So I'm really excited to share that with our listeners because it's something, you know, Nina and I are obviously, we're married, so we're still in love, but, you know, (laughs) maybe not in some of the ways that our (laughs) listeners are in love or looking for love. We also, neither of us have been in the dating scene in quite a long time because we've been with our men for like 10 plus years. (laughs) So um, it's interesting to have this conversation and you are like the love expert. So we can't wait to hear all of the goods from you. Yeah, that's so funny. Did you you start dating like really young or it's just been like... Or has it been like, was it like your first love? Is that why you guys have been together so long? It was. So Zach and I started dating when I was 20. So yes, young. Oh, Not yeah, like yeah. Sweet- I, they were both college sweethearts yeah. for us. Same. Yeah, we were college sweethearts. So college sweethearts, is that a thing? <laughs> we met, yeah. I think I was 20. Yeah, I was 22. I was 20 as well. And then Cody was just turning 21. And so I guess 10 years, uh. not 10 plus. 10 years. Cause now all of us. Okay. Are yeah. 
So we've all been together yeah. with our people. And then I've been married for three and Liz has been married for five. Yeah, almost six. Right? Yeah. Oh. yeah, we got... Oh my gosh, Which at the time I thought it was really old when I got married and now I'm like, child bride, so young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that there's a big jump too from like the three years of marriage to five years of marriage. I think like after three years, you kind of get in like a rhythm, even though I know you guys have been together for a mm-hmm. long time. But I think there's like a big, there's a big jump there. So that's, that's interesting. And that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think also when you live with somebody, it just changes the game. Like when you live with them, it's like you're married to them. So it's almost, I feel like I've been living with Cody for seven years now at this point. So it feels like just as long. Right. And then it was almost just like, you just had to do the marriage thing because it was like that time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it does add a little bit of an element though. You're like, ooh, we are like legally together now. So yes. you got to fight through fight, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we get in a fight, it's like not that easy to just break up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about how you got into like the whole dating coach scene and finding your partner, attracting your perfect partner. What drew you to this line of work? Oh, well... I, I think like any good story, it started with a bad breakup. So I was, um, I was a fashion and beauty editor for many years. I was a, like, a, I, I did, I worked for like large magazines and that was really like the trajectory. And I thought I would just like kind of, you know, work my way up to like one day being an editor in chief. I never thought I would end up here. But when I was trying to like kind of start to find my voice as a writer, uh, it, was, it was 2008. And um, at the time, like blogging was getting popular at the time. And my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, you... Like you should start a blog and that way you'll have like an outlet like for just your voice rather than like writing about where the best bikinis are in Miami. So I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And he like really pumped me up and he told me I was like amazing and that I should be able to, uh, you know, like write and like maybe one day I'll be an author. And I was like, okay, he was like really pumping me up. And I was like super stoked. I was like, okay. So I started this blog and then two weeks later he dumped me. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I did. I was like, I was kind of, it kind of felt like almost like I was left like with a dog that nobody wanted in the relationship anyways. I was like, I didn't even want this blog, like, but I had the blog, so I had to do something with it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on a bunch of dates and I'm going to write about them. And he is going to read it and miss me so much and like want me back. <laughs> amazing. And yeah. that was like my whole, you know, like this was my whole amazing idea behind this blog. So spoiler alert, he never wanted me back. And but it did uh really like start my my um my career in the, in this space and really like I just ended up what I ended up finding was that I was really on a journey of like loving myself and on this journey of like you know, like who who am I? Like how do I love myself instead of really you know, I, I thought I was looking for outside love, but I was looking for that that inside love. So that was really where it started. At the same time too, I was really getting interested into like metaphysics, like anything really weird and woo-woo. Like I was just I'm into that. So stuff. into that. Yes. <laughs> on the same page there when it comes to that. Yeah. And I, I mean I was I was young. I was like I was I was twenty three, twenty four. But at the time, I had this editor, this this role at um at a publication that doesn't exist anymore. But my job was to like find cool and like under the radar things. So I just took it upon myself to find like the woo woo ish things I could find and like just try them out. So I really that also kind of just started like that spiritual journey, which is like why my work is fused with so much spirituality and intuition because. I just ended up like developing those like intuitive gifts, gifts that I guess I always had. I just didn't really know I had them. And then that like ended up fusing into my writing and then ultimately like into my teaching. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, I didn't think I was going to teach or anything like that. But from the writing, people were kind of asking me, you know, asking me for my advice and asking me for guidance. So I, you know, and that's when I started teaching like courses and then I started doing some like one-on-one and that's when I really started doing like the intuitive stuff and you know fast forward to to now to 10 11 years and I just it's just like a really strong muscle now and I and the reason I focus on dating is because I think there's a lot of shame um in dating like if we can't like find our person we like automatically think something's wrong with us and it's also something that like we don't really talk about like if you're having a problem finding like someone to really love for you to love and to love you back it's easy to kind of look at yourself and be like, oh, like there must be something wrong with me. Everybody else around me is finding partnership. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it feels like. And nobody talks about it. And I just, for me, like I really just want people to walk that spiritual journey and like really just start 
coming back to themselves. And I, I really do feel that dating, there's such an opportunity there because like you're kind of at your wit's end and you're like, shit, like I don't even know what to do at this point. So if somebody tells you, hey, like if you journey to yourself, like you'll find love, they'll do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I just found that like bringing people back to that, to connect to themselves, like it, it's hard to do just in general. But if you, if you speak to them in the context of dating, they understand it. So um, that's how I ended up, that's how I ended up like just staying in dating. And then just everything to me is like a, a dating metaphor. Like I just, the way I see mm-hmm. the world, uh, even though I'm married and I have, I have children and everything, but like, I just see everything from like, kind of like a relationship standpoint. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun for me. And, and, and I just, I love seeing like the women, you know, transform and not feel lonely. Like, you know, like just not feel shameful about it anymore. So it's been really fun. I would have never... Yeah. I mean, this is probably reflective in that I just haven't been in the dating world for a long time. I never would have really thought about it being lonely, like you described, because I feel like on one hand, if you want to talk about it with someone, it's hard to talk about it with, like, if you have married friends, because they're obviously in a totally different place. And it's probably also hard to talk about it with your other single friends, because like, they're worried about their own, like, they're dealing with their own stuff, you know, they, they can't really like help right. in the way you're probably looking for help as you reach out to someone. I've never thought about that before. And also if you think about like, if you have a friend who's 36 and single, never been married, like you're going to think like, typically people are like, oh, something is wrong yeah. with her. And like, that's not the truth. There's many reasons why she may be single at 36 years old. She maybe because she was working on her career for a, a lot, or maybe because she had a really bad breakup and she needed time to like recover from that. And there's there's a reason, like there's nothing wrong with her. It's that she has chosen some sort of path that has pushed her into being a quote unquote a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think like if you reach certain ages, it's embarrassing sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. to be like this is you know like this is not working for me. So when we've talked about relationships, I think like one other time on the podcast, the theme that comes up and pretty much like everything we talk about, it's all about like cultivating a relationship with yourself first and like Mm self-love. And what are your favorite ways to teach that? Because I think if you haven't really felt... I mean, most of us go through our lives judging ourselves. I think that's like our default. Mm -hmm. It's like what we pick up from society, from family, from friends. So it's we're really our worst critics. And if you haven't felt that sense of like, I do love myself. I do appreciate myself. I am good at these things. It almost feels like impossible to get there. So what are some tools you've offered to your clients or that you can share with our audience about cultivating that self-love? Yeah, you know, if you're totally right. It is a big jump to like take somebody who like has never heard the concept of like loving yourself to being like, okay, just start saying like, I love myself. I'm amazing. You know, like that's that's yeah. a big that's like a big leap. So I usually start with with the idea of self mothering because people can mm. understand. A lot of people can understand like, oh, okay, like I get what a mother is supposed to do, and that voice that's in our head is typically like the mother voice. Not you know, not always, but or those of us who are hard on ourselves, it's usually like, oh, there was like a hard mother most of the time. Or maybe there was, I even have girls that like, let's say were like ballerinas growing up and like the voice inside their head is like the ballet teacher, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of reminding them, okay, like you're an adult now and like nobody else is going to mother you, but you. So just teaching, teaching them, teaching women in general, all of us to really be like, what if, if a child came up to you with a situation, like kind of how would you, how would you speak to them? Yeah. I always use, you know, I use the, the, the example of, um, you know, like my son is five, our son is five and he is, he was just learning to read. And I mean, imagine if the guy just picks up like a sentence, couldn't figure it out. And I was like, you're such an idiot. Like, how could you not do this? Of course, he's not going to like perform for me. Right. So instead, like the voice is like, I know you can do it. Like, let's keep trying. Okay. Like you're, you're, you're tired. You need a break. Okay. No problem. But like, let's keep going. Like, even though I don't feel like being like that all the time because I get frustrated, but like, that's generally like, that's, that's how, you know, like that's the real, that's the true, like divine mother voice. Mm-hmm. So kind of teaching people that concept is the first step into, um, le- you know, like learning to love yourself. It's really realizing that you do have an inner mother and that you're in charge of mothering yourself till, till the end of days. Right, like, and what what kind of voice? How are like what kind of voice? And separating the two, like separating the voice from the person, and that's been that's very helpful for Mm -hmm. people to understand it that way. So, is that that mothering voice when you refer to your 
when you refer to yourself as being an intuitive dating coach, is that mothering voice, the intuition, or is that a separate kind of concept dating intuitively versus like the intuitive mother you have inside you? Yeah, no, I mean, I wish that was like the intuitive, but the intuitive voice is so much quieter and like almost doesn't talk as often as that inner voice. So to me, that inner voice is just like the, it's just the brain. It's the, it's the programming, right? It's like the, the words we've learned to use, the dialogue that we've learned to use. And I think that that's just something that's learned. It's just like a recording. Mm -hmm. So when you teach people to self mother, you're basically like helping them put a new tape, like (laughs) for those of us who know what tapes are, put in a new CD, put in, you know, like download a new song, like basically (laughs) um, putting in like a new, uh, a new recording for them, like introducing new words and new phrases for them so that the brain like absorbs that and then start using, starts using that automatically. And so the, the intuitive voice, um, is different. But if you guys want to talk about that, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. And even on the concept you were just talking about, I think I always use the term flipping the switch because you've like been mm-hmm. programmed to think a certain way or have like these certain yeah. words, like I'm bad at this. Well, wait a minute, like pause, like yeah. let's flip that. Like what what could you, how could you support yourself through like this? You know, it's all about like flipping the switch, but I like replaying the yeah. tape or switching the tape or whatever. Yeah. You so talk a little bit more about the intuitive voice because I personally am on this journey right now. I saw that you were a Reiki practitioner. So I want to talk more about that too down the line okay. of strengthening my own as I prepare to do my Reiki too soon. And as I, I just started reading tarot cards um, about a year ago. And nice. I think like tapping into that has also helped strengthen my own intuitive voice and like reaching out to my spirit guys. I have like a pendulum at home. Like I'm all like down uh, spiraling. All <laughs> yeah, I'm all Good. in. And so if you could explain a little bit um, about yeah. what is that? What is intuition? Like what is your intuitive voice? How do you strengthen it? How do you start to trust it? That would be great. Okay. So intuition, I feel like it's a little bit of a catch-all phrase, but so are, we all have... So the way that I see it is like we are we all have a soul within our body, right? And that soul is created from God, from source, the universe, whatever it is that like, we think that that like all amazing power is. And we're just like a piece of that inside of a body. Like we, we all have it. And that soul is the thing that is ancient. Like it has lived for many lifetimes. It has like its own wisdom. Um, it's, it's like, it's it, you know, it's, well, I don't know if, if you've ever seen somebody pass, like if you've ever been, maybe like if your grandparent passed or whatever, you've seen the process, like almost like that, there's like, there's just a moment where you're like, oh, wow, like that's just the body. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. soul has left. And I find that like so fascinating. And that soul is a part of us that like knows the answer. So when people are like, oh, the answers are within you and blah, blah, blah. And like they are, but you have to be able to have relationship with the soul. But unfortunately, like, our brain is so much yeah. louder, faster, like, you know, all that stuff. So it takes the lead. And a lot of people think like, which is that inner mother voice is really just reprogram, reprogramming the mind. But a lot of people think like, oh, the mind is it. You know, like that's the really, and that's, that's, that's the strongest relationship we have with ourselves. We have that relationship with our mind. So it's this kind of, kind of learning to like be like, oh, I have a soul. I have this inner part of me. Like that's when we start developing intuition. So, um, and then the other thing is, then the next step is like, okay, like, how do you hear your intuition? Because everybody hears, and there's different terms for them, but everybody feels or hears or understands intuition differently. So like, mm-hmm. sometimes some people vision, like some people are, are visual, so they can see things, they'll like have a flash and they're like, oh, and a lot, most of us, all, you know, the majority of people will, will claim to feel, mm-hmm. right? Like, and to feel it like in their gut. Yeah. That's why it's like, oh, I'm going with my gut because the solar plexus, which is the chakra that's in the gut, that is like, that literally is where the intuition like comes from. So that's why it feels mm-hmm. in the stomach because that's like where the energy center is. So some people will, will feel it. And then some people hear, um, I hear a lot. Um, I, I mean, I use all of the senses right now. They almost all become one at some point when I'm doing the readings, but like, you know, sometimes you hear a voice and it's not really your own. A lot of us, since we don't know the difference, we take it as our own, but sometimes you're like, I don't know, like just something told me not to go that way. Mm-hmm. Liz and just had that like, in the shower. I did have that. Yeah. She just told that story on the last episode. Yeah, it was really, no it wasn't even way. a voice. It was like a voice, but not a voice. It wasn't like a, you yeah. should do yeah. this. It was like, yeah. it was very strange. Was, and, and that's one of the few yeah. times, I feel like I'm definitely a, a feeler. And that was the first yeah. time I'd had the hearing. And I was like, whoa. And it was very powerful, like extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And oh, it gives me goosebumps. And typically, mm-hmm. like the hearing, like, you know, you have to get, you, as you like train and, you know, kind of what is speaking to me, which is like, you know, next level stuff that, you know, not everybody needs to know that stuff. But like, you know, you may be, you may realize that that also doesn't necessarily mean that it's your own intuition coming from your soul. A lot of the times it could be like a spirit guide or a past love yeah. line or, you know, or whatever, like a, like something outside of you that you're you're picking up, like an energy that you're connecting to. So that's like, that, that is intuition, but that's not, like that's that's not like your intuition is coming from like your own soul. So I think the first step really is is like developing that relationship. First of, first of all, realizing that like you're something much bigger than just a body and a mind. We do we do have to know the connection between like mind, body, soul. Just like those of us who were raised Christian, like the you know the the Trinity, right? Like the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They, that represents mind, body, soul because that's how intuition comes to us. It's like I feel something, my body, my physical body, like signals either through hearing or like feeling it in my gut. Like I feel something. Then I, so my, I'm sorry, my soul talks, my body like hears it, like feels it mm-hmm. or, or hears mm-hmm. it or like gives me some sort of physical, you know, manifestation of this thing that my soul is trying to tell me. And then my mind translates it into my understanding, right? So like basically like that shower incident is like, energetically like you felt something and you're we work so quick and our body is our body and our mind like it's all connected so your mind translated that into words and you're like i think i heard something but it's it's, it's really that it was a translation process hmm. that happened does that make does that make yeah, sense totally. so um so like we, you know i think intuition really starts with understanding mind body soul as three separate things and having a relationship with all three of them so typically people when they start you know, like self-development stuff, they start with the mind, which is great because mm-hmm. that's typically our entry. And like you start having a relationship with the mind, you're like, oh, look at this. Like, you know, you, I can program you to say, to believe things and do things and look how amazing that like when you believe in something, it happens and all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of us have an entry point through the body, which is why yoga is a lot of people's entry point into, yeah. into like wellness because then they connect with their body and they're like, oh my God, look at this. Like my body has so much wisdom. And it's a new, like it's one relationship. And then the soul is like the spiritual relationship where some people may connect like through religion, let's say, or, you know, and, and there's, there's three different entry points, but at some point understanding how all three of them work together. Mm-hmm. When I, I started through the body piece because yeah. mine all came with like my feelings of anxiety and like what was going on with me hormonally at yeah. the time. So it's like my body like forced me to then like listen and pay attention to what was going on in my mind. And then once I got those two things aligned, then I opened up to my intuition and to spirituality. So I was like, I wonder if those two are like flip floppy for most people. It's like one or the other, mind or body. Well, I think it's... Yeah, I think there's different entry points. Like I know that... And I I think they all just kind of intermix at some point. But I always... I do believe that there's a... There's an... You you enter through one of the three. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Do you have any specific tools you help your clients um, implement to get to that point where they're like, okay, I get it. I like, I'm picking up what you're putting down. How do I start? Yeah. You know, I think it's different for every person depending on kind of their sensitivity levels and things like that. Like sensitive people, first of all, are amazing because they're always going to be better at this stuff. They're just Sensitive people are already sensing energies and they're already yes. sensing intuition. All that stuff. It's just, there's no, yeah, but it's just like, there's no boundaries. So mm-hmm. like people don't know the difference between them or like other people. And like, they think sensitivity is like a bad thing, but, but you know, like the, being able to channel that changes, like changes the game. Mm-hmm. So typically for a lot of people teaching them about their body is like, it's, to me, almost, I, I think most people start at mind, you know, like I think that that's like probably first level, but body, I think, is like really where you can, once you like really get to understand your body, I think that's when you really start tapping into it. I think it's just a little bit faster. Mm. I, I, I don't know why, but I, I like, so a lot of it is just like teaching them like to um, have a really, so I, I start off with like having, like letting them have a relationship with the body. So talking to the body, like letting them, um, say thank you when, you know, like, oh, look at that. Like you poop on the regular, like you're amazing. <laughs> you know, like thank you yeah. for like the, the, 
the everyday stuff. And like, just by saying thank you for the things that the body does. Oh my God, you're breathing. Like you're healthy today. Like you're not, you don't have a cold. Like I, I worked you really hard and gave you a bunch of coffee and like shitty food, but you're still functioning. Like you're amazing. <laughs> um, I think when you have, when you start seeing your body that way, um, it's, it's a little bit of a, it's, it's the beginning of a relationship. And then when they start having a relationship, there's, they, then they start to realize, Oh, like this is my anxiety. Like this yeah, is my exactly. fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and cause the thing is sometimes like the shower incident, some people are like, Oh, how does, how do I know the difference between my fear and my intuition? Yes. Right. Like yeah. that shower incident, how do, like, was it you just being, a, you know, let's say you were afraid of the shower. <laughs> like, are you, especially in dating, right? Dating, when I teach dating, I teach intuition because like nobody else is going to do this but with, with you, but you, mm-hmm. like you're going to be on the date. So like all you have is your inner compass. And there is a big, there's a big, uh, if you're trying to listen to yourself and you don't know your body yet, let's say, mm-hmm. you can't tell if you're nervous about getting on apps because you're scared or because like it's not the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. So like being able to teach people the difference between um, their fear and their intuition like starts with with that body connection. So like the shower, if you were afraid of showers, you could have just been like, am I afraid? Or is it like legitimately, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm outside. Or is it legitimately like, hey, don't go to the shower. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So that's like a really important process too in the intuition I was going to ask, like, does your, as far as like, I'm thinking of, because I am a sensitive person. So when, and so is Nina. So when you talk about like picking up on other people's energies, how does that, like, if you're really tuned in intuitively and you've kind of got these on lock and you're in the dating space, how does that affect like with someone else's energy, like someone else's intuition levels? Like how do those two souls, if you will, like find each other or play nice or what does it look like when you have someone else in the mix? Do you mean like, sorry, I don't think I'm understanding the question. Like if, if, like, how do I, how do I know the difference between my energy and the other person's energy? I guess like, how do they, like when you're finding someone, how do you know if it's like a good match based on that? Like soul level? How do you know if you're soul? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, thank you. Succinctly for putting it that way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, well, I'm going to, if it's okay, I'll talk. I would like to like say a little something on soulmate. I was actually going to ask that um, question. So perfect. Cause I want okay, some clarification okay. on that. Okay, great. So soulmates is definitely like, kind of like, I call it like, it's a commercialized word, like, like a Valentine's, you know, like word, because soulmates are actually people that we have lived past lives with. So you, Nina and Liz, like you too can be soulmates for all we know, like you lived a past life where you guys we were sisters. definitely lived past lives together. Like one hanging out as old ladies. That's what yeah. we're doing. No, yeah. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps when you say that, you know, or you and your mother, even if you're, let's say like you and your mother have a very hard relationship. Cause a lot of people think like, Oh, soulmates are like relationships are like all butterflies, but like, no, your mother and you could have been soulmates. Um, could have been lovers in a past life and you could have like murdered your mother or something. And now she's like, you know, having the same issues about you or whatever. Mm. So like soulmates are just people we've lived lifetimes with. So sometimes, and this, this feeling gets really confused in dating because sometimes people will like that ex-boyfriend story that I told you about, definitely a soulmate. But when I met him, I was like, oh my God, this feeling amazing. This feeling of familiarity. Like I've, I know you, I've seen you before. I was like, oh, we're supposed to be together, you know, like forever and ever and ever. But really what I was sensing was like, oh, like we've done this before. Oh, like this is familiar. Mm-hmm. I, I know you. And that doesn't mean that we're supposed to be together this entire lifetime. It just means that we've, we've, we've lived a life together and we probably have some work to do. And the truth is that once that work is over, we're probably not going to be together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, the, like you can definitely end up with somebody who is a soulmate that maybe is like your brother, your sister, whatever, or somebody who's new this lifetime. But so it doesn't really matter. It, it, it doesn't matter like if you end up with a soulmate or not, but typically like we have soulmates all around us. They're coworkers or bosses and friends. And I mean, they're everywhere. So that's like my spiel on, on soulmates. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So do you feel like there are multiple soulmates everywhere. There are multiple people we could be with. Is your philosophy like you choose who... Because like my thought when I'm thinking of it with me and Cody is like, 
I feel like we chose to be together because we balance each other or we have something that the other person needs. Like we were here put on this earth to teach each other these lessons to like go through life together. But also it could be like, it could have been someone else. Like if I never would have met him, it probably could have been someone else. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you feel like you just commit and you're like, all right, dude, we're doing it together. Like we chose each other. Let's go for it. Does that question make sense? Like with multiple soulmates out there? (laughs) No, you remind me. I, I will. I will go down the rabbit hole with you, like forever and ever. Like I totally, <laughs> I totally get where you're going. It's like, well, yeah. what if? It's like, just, it's just so. I don't know. There's just so many questions, and like you can get so heady. So I've thought about this a lot too, especially. So my main, like the main way that I work with people are I do these one-on-one sessions that are that I'm doing basically readings. I'm reading their energy. I um, mm. most of them have come for dating, but they, you know, we 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 have people that are not in dating either. But so I obviously I see a lot of people's tracks and like their future and stuff like that. So I asked myself this question too, because I'm, because I wonder like, you know, that, that idea of fate and destiny and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I've studied a lot. So I, I have an idea because of the studying, but I've also had, I've had the honor to like read so many people. So that has helped me like come up with like a better conclusion about this question. So the way that I see it is, well, first of all, like we definitely like come to this lifetime where we make like agreements about like what mm-hmm. our soul is going to do this lifetime. So there's a really great book. If you haven't read it yet, you'll probably love it, especially if you're going down this path. It's called Journey um, Journey of Soul. No, mm. no, sorry. Wait, that's Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Okay. Um, Journey of the Soul. And it taught, he was, he's a doctor. He passed away, but he, um, basically like was regressing people um, for trauma, but ended up regressing them for in between lives. So basically that time before, like when you die and till the time you come into your next lifetime. So it's like the time in heaven, you know, like the time that we're like in the spirit world. I have so many so questions he- right now, <laughs> spinoff questions. And I don't you know if we're like them. taking this a different way. I know. Okay. There's a That's question okay. I've been like wanting to ask someone for a very long time. And I feel like you're the one. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So anyways, he talks a lot about, so he, it, there's a lot of talk about spirit guides and, and yeah. how the soul like decides, like how it chooses its lifetime. So of course, but we all know that we have free will. And this is where like astrology mixes in and everything like that because mm-hmm. sometimes like, let's say if you really get into astrology, it feels like, oh my God, so do I not? So if astrology is real, then like, do I not have any free will? Like, like should I just sit back and like eat chips all day? Because obviously right. like everything's just supposed to happen. And that's the idea of like, you know, I, I picked my soulmate, like you and your husband like chose to come into his lifetime and like, okay, we're going to do this. So yes, like that happens. But I do feel that the way that I see it is that there's tons of different paths and almost like there's different combinations. Mm-hmm. So kind of like sliding doors, that, like that, that idea that like there's different combinations of how it could happen. Yeah. And, and like we, we can mess with that. So that is where like I can see like depending on your choices depending on like how much your soul wants to like evolve this lifetime or not it when it's on earth it can start like switching things and like making different choices so that I find like super fascinating which makes me believe that there are different options but whoever we do end up with there was an agreement at some point Mm -hmm. there was some sort of and sometimes it's like a it's like a shitty agreement. It's like, oh, you and I, we're going to have an abusive relationship and you're going to learn to, we're going to have kids together and then we're going to get divorced and like, you're going to rise from this. And like that, you know, it's not always like these happy commitments. They're also, they're all like in the favor of helping us grow, but they are um, discussed (laughs) before we come into this lifetime for sure. I think when you think of everything, like when I always think of like, I'm in this human suit to learn a mission in this lifetime. Like I have come here for a reason. And then you are human. So like you have free will, like you said, like you're co-creating your reality. So it's like, I'm choosing to do this. So it's, it's my path, the lesson I'm supposed to learn is going to go down this path. But it also could have gone down this path or this path or this path. But right. because, right. But because like you have choice as a human here on planet yes. Earth, that that's why it happens the way that it does. And you but can like delay it. Yeah, yeah, you can delay it. You can like shift it. I mean, there's so many different options. Yes. It reminds me of, um, I just started learning about this, like the Akasha 
records or something. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's all up Where there and there's like this big plan, but then like, you know, like the big plan's up there, but then you kind of make it happen the way it's supposed to happen type of thing. Wait, yeah. Nina, what was your question that, you, that you've been dying to okay. know forever? Well, this is totally like getting like a personal question where people are going to be like, are we now in like a spiritual podcast? But... <laughs> That's okay. I, okay, you follow Listen, whoever hears this needs to hear this. Though. Yeah, that's calling true. them in. That's true. Do you follow any of Joe Willard's work or have heard her speak on no. any of the podcasts? You would really Joe, like okay. Joe Willard. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I have heard of her. Yes, I have. Yeah. So she is a psychic medium. And I just really love Mm -hmm. her story and the way she connects to spirituality and like really grounds it, you know, for people and for like all of us here in the present. But the one thing that I get a little bit confused about is the whole idea of past lives and then our soul and then spirit guides. And so I always think like, okay, if I had a past life, let me, how am I going to explain this? So say like my grand, <laughs> like say my grandpa passes away. Well, he did pass yeah. away. And I want to say okay. like, I feel like my grandpa is here with me. Like my grandpa's yeah. soul or is it spirit? I don't know the difference. Like his soul oh, is yeah, with me. His spirit they're is just, with me. They're but also mm-hmm. if he had past lives, what if Wouldn't like, where's be... that person's past lives soul? Where's that past lives spirit? Like, does that make sense? I don't understand how, like if I pass, is it Nina's soul that can come and be like, Hey girl, Liz, glad you're still alive. I'm going to give you some advice. Or has or already moved it, on to like a cow. Yeah. Or, or am I now something different? Like that, that part yeah. gets to me. And then also spirit attachments. I'm a little fuzzy on those. I don't really love those in my Reiki trips. All of these little... Yeah. So many it. questions. You were down the rabbit hole, okay, yeah. You were down. I am. No, I am. that's okay. Like, okay. So, but this is... This is this is good for like, cause most people wonder about like their grandparents or whatever that have passed yeah. like that kind of immediate part. So this is, this will work for everybody. So one thing to understand for thought is that like, for thought, you know, they say that time is not linear. So like the idea is that like, we're all like, and also the way that we're taught about God, that God can be in like several places at the same time. When we pass, we are a free spirit. So we're able to do several things at several times. And we're in, in a bunch of different like levels at the same time. So we're like, you know, because we're, we, we are made of the same stuff. So that is like where you can kind of come up with the explanation of like how, because we're not, we're no longer in a body. The, the only thing that keeps us like in a space where we can only do one thing at the same, at one time is our, our physical body. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the human, that's the human experience. Okay. But once you're, once you're only soul or spirit, like you're, you know, made of the same stuff. And then the other thing is, um, I think that might be helpful for listeners is, um, the idea of like, okay, if your grandfather or grandmother, or whatever passes, a lot of time people are like, Oh, I think my grandmother is my spirit guide. Yeah. And just to kind of, just to kind of explain that a little bit, the, um, a spirit guide is, um, almost like a lot of times if you, they're they're sometimes like in the Bible, let's say they're talked about as angels, which there's mm-hmm. also angels, but they're basically like our life coach for this lifetime. So there's like spirit guides that watch that that are having like that have a um, that are here to help us evolve and to and they they watch over us and they've been with us for many lifetimes. Mm. So many spirit guides have like lived with you in a past life, but they're highly evolved and they no longer need to like come to this earth. Right. So they don't need to, like, they don't need to come to this lifetime anymore. Hmm. They just, um, they're just like, they've been promoted to like, you know, to coach, to coach position. Right. So like, those are your spirit guides. And then we have past loved ones that are definitely like there. And even like, if you go to a medium or something, like they show up all the time in our Yeah. And you can, they can give you messages. I feel like I've actually like had messages before. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll come back. I mean, they're now the only thing is that they're usually you may even be more uh, more of a you might be more evolved than your grandfather. Let's say like your soul might be farther along. So a lot of times, like you don't want to necessarily depend on the 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 past grandparent because Mm -hmm. they themselves are still evolving and learning. Even though like in knowing this earth, they were older than you and wiser than you in like in the human sense. But like if you're looking for messages and things like that, like your spirit guide your ascended masters so like Jesus and Buddha or whatever, or mm-hmm. archangels are always going to be like better sources because they're, they're evolved spirits. Archangel Michael's to... my dude. He's like my yeah. man. He comes to everything. <laughs> That's good. 
That's good. Because you like, especially if you're like channeling stuff, like you want to make sure that yeah, you are, <laughs> you know, yeah, that he's there with you and he's protecting. So. so if you're, if somebody goes to a reading and like their grandfather comes in, for example, can their grandfather like be in another life too at the same time? Can they be like moving on to a new life and then also like given a message? You know, like that, I like, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I would yeah. imagine like if, if time is not linear, like the ideas that like, are, yeah, like, that's like the whole concept, like the idea of like, oh, we're like living. I mean, I don't, I don't like not in this physical universe. Like, is he like, is he somebody's, you know, son and another like in this physical universe? No, but the idea that there's like other universes kind of happening at the yeah, same time. Yeah, it's just crazy talk. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, all. you're like you're going down it. <laughs> I'm in it. Yeah, no, I'm in it to win it. Well, moving back to like the dating talk then. How do you mm-hmm. use all this? Because you have like I mean, when people come to you, do they come to you because they're like, I want dating advice? Oh, hey, I'm also gonna get a dose of spirituality. Or is it like mm-hmm. the opposite? Like how does how do these two blend together so well for you? Well, I think that I definitely attract people that are a mix of both, right? Like mm-hmm. where, where the, what they're finding is that the dating advice that does exist out there, like just feels so robotic to them. And the guidance that exists out there just feels empty. And like my women and men are looking for like soul-based love. Like they're looking for like a deep connection. So like the fact that I kind of, I speak from that place, like just it, it, it just, it's like their language. It just makes more sense for them. Like they, they get it, they understand mm-hmm. it. And they feel like they can get behind it. So definitely like, and I worried about that for a long time because it was hard to come out of the spiritual closet. You know, like I was afraid, yeah. like I grew up Catholic and um, I at this point, Same. you know, like I, yeah. And like, I, you know, and it was weird, like coming from fashion and beauty editor to like all of a sudden being on Instagram talking about spirit guides, you know, it was like, it was, I mean, I know I'm sure most people didn't care, like, but I was in my head about it and really thought like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Um, but I, like, I was worried about that because I was already kind of life coachy-ish, you know, like I was already doing like personal development stuff, but like, I felt like I was lying because I would like have clients come to me and they thought they were just coming for like advice for like a life coach session, basically. And then I was like, well, and then I could like read energy. And then at the Mm -hmm. end of the session, it was like, what just happened here? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, um, like, it's almost like, you know, you go to like hook up with somebody and they like... Like you, you get something you didn't ask for. You're like, I didn't ask for that. Right. <laughs> you know? so like that was yeah. kind of like, so I was like, you know, I can't keep doing this. Like I can't do like, and they were cool with it. They were accepting of it and they were excited about it. But at the same time, like, you know, I had to be honest about it. So I had to start coming out slowly and that was, it was scary. But like, you know, when, when I, as I started putting that out there, like pe- people pretty much know like what they're going to, they're going to get from me that they're going to get a little bit about that. I also get, I get a lot of um, religious people because I come from a religious background and I'm able yeah. to, to like mix. So I think that that also, that I, I, I think a lot of people find that surprising, but I totally understand. Like the Bible. Can you talk more to of, that? Because I don't yeah. know about Liz, but I feel like that's something I personally have been struggling with quite a lot as I like come out yeah. of the spiritual closet and grew up very Catholic. My mom's like also like, she's super cool about like, she's like, you and that tarot stuff. Or like, she knows I'm doing Reiki. <laughs> like she's cool about it. But then other people are like, really not, you know, not that they yeah. say that, but it almost, and I've had to deal with my own fears of like growing up religious. Like, what is and, like, this how about do I me? Exactly. Right. Or like, is this witchy? Like, you know, like those stupid, silly fears that you get when you're younger. Um, but yeah, how do you balance that? Well, I mean, I think that like one of the things that really helped, um, you, definitely studying, I, I did a lot of studying of like, I got really into like Jesus and Mary Magdalene and, and yeah. the mother. I like just reading books that, that weren't written like with a Christian agenda. Mm-hmm. So like more of like a historical agenda. So like that, those are helpful for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also I think one of the things to point out is that like in the Bible, there's so much mysticism. And I mean, Jesus was like the yes. most amazing energy healer. Like yes. when they say that he was doing these things, like he was, he was healing through energy. Like that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he, like, it's just that like, you know, the Bible was written so long ago. Like, how are you going to write that? You're not like, Oh, Jesus did Reiki on right. like, you know, a le- leopard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. Well, like, that's I, like, talk, I was going to say, I talked to somebody and I was, I brought up that argument. And then they said, they said something like, 
But the difference in Christianity is that only Jesus can do Mm. that. So if you're saying that like everybody has... Oh, Liz, you were in the car when we had this conversation. I talked to Leah about this. I was not paying attention to this part. We were in the car. (laughs) I was driving. And and she was like... She was just like giving me like the the consensus. Mm -hmm. And that's what she said. Like only Jesus can do that. So you're almost saying like you have the same... Um, ability of, yeah. within you. And I was like, but I think we all yeah. do. Like, I think yeah, Jesus well, was the man and he was, he's trying to share right. all this, that we all can do this. Right. And no, you know, nobody wants to hear that, but like, first of all, John the Baptist, who was basically like the teacher oh, of Jesus, Jesus. Jesus became more popular <laughs> than him. Right. Yeah. Like John, right. The, yeah. Like he was the OG. Right. And like <laughs> John the Baptist himself was doing all those things already. So like what? Yeah. So like John, you know, like there's so much, all the saints, which like obviously after, most like what were they having visions they were you know like healings like all different sorts of things so they themselves there's a lot of mysticism in the saints Mm -hmm. if you if you if you look at them so it's like it's all over because of course we want to hear and honestly i think that when you start doing this work it's a deepening and it's a it's i feel closer than i ever was like Same. in all yes. the years of, you know, Catholicism. Yep. So, I mean, I think you, like even the understanding of God and like my, you know, like the relationship that I have is so much stronger. It, it's just, it's a deeper understand, a deeper, a deepening of the, of understanding like what, what it really means to be Christian and what that really means. So it's almost like a knowing. Like, yeah. People don't want to, you know, go down that. I mean, I'm fascinated by like Christians that like just kind of, drink the Kool-Aid and like, don't ask any questions. Um, I think that that is, I think that's amazing mindset. And I, and I, and that's what Jesus is, is very, his teachings are, are all about mindset, you know? Um, and I think that that is the, the energy that he like carries in his, in his teachings. And I find it, I think people who, who are really, really like Christian, I, I find it fascinating because it really works for mm-hmm. them. Like they, mm-hmm. they like take it in, they believe it and all that stuff. And they don't have to question beyond that. Um, but then there's other like, you know, religions that like, there's a lot of like kind of, I don't know, things that are less unsaid and you have questions. And, I, and if you have questions, I think it's important to start trying to find answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for diving into that because I, like you said, I feel like things are coming up that like uh, we all need to hear or that I've needed to mm-hmm. hear. So yeah, I know it's like almost do- dove off from a different direction than dating, yeah. but I'm just like loving That's it okay. yeah. so much. <laughs> So then when you are working with your clients and you're you're going through all of this, how often do they then like go off and find the person that they're meant to be with or like dive off into their own spiritual path? Like what do you see happen after your work together? You know, I, it's such a good question. And I find that so for sure when I decided like, okay, I'm really going to niche into this. Like I was hesitant, right? It was more like it was a calling I was like really being, I was having dreams, like these reoccurring dreams, like these dating dreams that I was just like dating all over again. And I would have these reoccurring dreams for no joke for like a year because I basically, I started blogging about the dating stuff and then I turned into kind of like personal development, like general, like life coaching, blah, blah, blah. Then I kind of, you know, then I started coming out spiritually and all that kind of stuff. So the dating stuff was, it was like, there was undertones, but it wasn't like my main focus. And, um, but I knew like, I really wanted people to do spiritual work. And unless there's like, unless there's like a real pain point, it was hard to move people down that path. So the dating stuff, like I just, my, my guides and everything were like trying to come into my dreams and then tell me like, and I was like, these dreams are driving me freaking crazy. Like, what do they mean? And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it. And finally I was like, Oh my God, like I'm, I'm being called to like really dive into dating stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that is, the, that is the pain point that's going to allow people to walk the spiritual journey that at the end of the day is what I really wanted to do. But if there is no pain point, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you, oh, if you that, dangle, yeah. like if you kind of dangle the carrot and you're yeah. like, Hey, you're going to find love at the end of this, they'll do it. So I was like, okay, Nikki, like, it's still the same thing. Like I had to get over my ego and be like, it's still the same thing. You're still walking them down a spiritual path. You just, you have like a, you have like a teaching, like you, you're able to like kind of teach them in, in their present day, which is the best. So, so like, as I started to do that, I was nervous about like, I don't. I felt pressured to like produce a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Right. You know, I was like, yeah. do I, do, you know, because like you know, like you're signing up like to like find love, and that that's the promise in many ways. You know, and I I was always like very like in my marketing, I was like, how do I not make that promise and like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? Like because I can't right because I can't guarantee that, and I was always nervous about mm-hmm. that. 
But, you know, I jumped in and just started doing it anyways. And what I found super fascinating was they were, if anything, they ended up walking the spiritual journey and they got so into like the woo-woo and the spiritual Mm -hmm. and the meditation that it was like, they didn't really, they were just so happy with that. They felt so fulfilled and so at peace that like, they just knew that the love stuff was going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's the time, like when it was, some people move faster than others, right? Like some people get it and they move fast. I mean, I, 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 I regularly like officiate weddings of past clients. So like some people are, are moving faster and like, you know, and, and are able to find, but some of them, because they take that path, they realize that they need a little bit of time and that they want to work on themselves or they, you know, whatever it may be. So some people like move fast and like, will find their boyfriends right away instantly, like just by like kind of taking in the energy. And then some of them realize that they're being brought down different paths that involve like their career choices that involve mm-hmm. like where they live. Like, I mean, it's so beautiful. So everybody's journey is different, but the good thing is that like everybody gets what they need. So that was like very comforting to me. Like I was like, Oh, like it's, you know, it's, they, they're nobody's going to get mad. Like I, I just, I guess I kept thinking that we people were going to come and like try to burn down my house. if like, they didn't find love, you know, but that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was like never, ever the, ever the case. And it's like, till this day has not, I would say that the majority of them do because like, that's what they came for. But then those that, that are there, they're still working on it is because like their path has brought them down another way. And like they but chose they found to go down that other way. Yeah, yeah. But they found like that mm-hmm. fulfillment love. and that they, self-love. They in them. Yeah. Within yeah, themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the beautiful part of it. Such an interesting yeah. approach that I have never heard before. So thank you for sharing with us. Cause I just, so unique. It's yeah. It's made me feel really, it's actually affirmed what I'm doing because I feel like my entry point is um, hormones. And that's like what I'm super Mm. passionate about is helping women balance their hormones and deal with anxiety. But I also was just talking to somebody about like, but I also am really excited to finish my Reiki too. And the more I talk to my clients, I'm like, I want to be able to use this in our work together. I want to be able to use like tarot readings in our work together. And so it's really comforting to know like it really is like mind, body, spirit, right? It's all connected. So whatever entryway yours is, like yours is dating, mine might be hormones. It's like, but ultimately what is the big goal? And I think it is like connecting to this bigger picture so that you can then heal yourself or find love or whatever your specific route is. So yeah, that's amazing. And I, I mean, all those things like Reiki, I think is for anybody who is maybe like feeling called to that kind to some sort of coaching or healing or, you know, whatever it may be. I think Reiki is like such a good um, tool to have in your toolbox because Reiki really is the study um, or even for people who are highly sensitive, right. That like feel like they're drowning in other people's toxic emotions or like whatever it may be. Reiki is really great to learn it, not only to experience it, but to learn it because Reiki really is the study of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like I, in my sessions, I, I studied Reiki, um, all three levels. I, um, but I never practiced Reiki at all. I mean, I, I you know, for myself or my, my family or whatever, but um, Reiki is really the understanding of, of, of energy and being able to read energy. So people are fascinated by the fact that like I can do a reading over the phone, not see a person. Yeah. And, come to the session with like all this not this like information and it's really because I'm reading the energy centers which I learned from understanding energy and Reiki and I also think it's the thing that makes us understand like oh that person is I'm not I'm not uh, anxious it's that the person across from me is anxious mm-hmm. and like I know the difference between her energy and my energy and like I don't I no longer need to absorb my coworkers' energy because like I can tell the difference but yeah. if you don't know anything about energy and like how we carry it, you know, our auras, all that kind of stuff, it's really easy to get absorbed. So I, I love Reiki for, I, I just think it's like a really good starting point for most people to understand energy. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I need that. I never have ever considered like going through that training, but that seems like the most useful thing for me personally. <laughs> so I think you would love it. I think you would love it. You well, should come down and do it at the Reiki Center. <laughs> Um, Liz, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Liz is the shower. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, that's a patient. So Liz, to me, it sounds like you're, um, you're like an absorber where you kind of like absorb and, and people like dump on you because you're a good listener and you're like a good, oh, yes. um, like a good friend. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't know, you haven't learned how to release the, 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 
the toxic dumping or you haven't learned how to block it completely. Like, how can I be a good listener but not absorb it, right? Like, how can I be a listener and be there, be there as a friend and all that thing, but have a strong enough boundary that like I'm not absorbing it and then like vomiting at the end of the night or like crashing at the end of the night because I'm so exhausted because I've been drained. So like for you, it's just like the more you learn about boundaries and the more you like understand that like people are dumping on you, yeah. <laughs> um, the like the better life is going to be for you, you know? So like that's why something like learning energy would be great for you. Yeah, geez, I am inspired. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> this is like life-changing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one good thing for you with too would be um, like getting to know your own energy. Mm -hmm. So like just sitting in meditation. Well, first of all, like kind of knowing yourself enough to be like, oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. Mm -hmm. And in order to move like anxious energy, I need to go for a run. And like learning how to kind of transform the energy to keep yourself like in a, in a higher vibe. But it's going to start with knowing that like, like kind of knowing and, that, and it's because you're like, you're, you're, because you can feel so much other people, like energy, it's hard sometimes to tell your own energy. But the more you can be like, oh, like I'm feeling this, like, okay, I want to transform that energy and do something with that type of energy, like the better, the more um, stable you're going to feel and the more centered you're going to feel. Is that you're like a little, you're like a little vacuum, you know, <laughs> like where you can like, you just have that ability, which is, I'm sure helpful in certain areas of your life for sure. It is. I mean, sometimes I love that. And I feel like I'm really good at, for instance, like walking in and meeting people and getting vibes. Like I can, I feel like when I first yeah. meet people or am in an experience, I'm like, Ooh, I'm picking this up or picking that up, but I never quite know what to do with it. And if I don't pay attention at all, I definitely do feel like a vacuum. Whereas then at the end of the day, I'm like, why do I feel this yeah. way? Like, <laughs> yeah. You drop, you drop your, like you, you drop your boundary. You can like in the morning, like imagine yourself putting yourself into like a little energetic bubble and just being like, this is my bubble. Like this mm-hmm. is my space, <laughs> you know, like you can, or if you're going into a big crowd, you can do that like with intention so that you don't by accident absorb. Yeah. So like that would be helpful for you. Awesome. Oh my gosh. This is like when we talk to Kelsey Patel. I was Patel just thinking and... that. I was like, every time we talk to someone who does Reiki, they're like, hey, I have this thing that I need to share with you. And it's like... I just got this message that just channeled through me and it, you need and to it's hear 100% it. 100% true. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Kelsey, but we have a lot of clients in common and like people in common. So I'm like, one day we will meet. Oh, you need <laughs> to. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. Yeah, I actually got to see her when we were in LA and she's going to be speaking at our event on September 21st. So we're really excited for her to come and do some group Reiki at our big event in Columbus. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting that you're doing an event. Yeah. That's great. The women's empowerment event. Our listeners are like, okay, we guys, like, we get it. <laughs> like, you don't need to talk about it within the interview, but we're really excited about it. Well, I want to hear it. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So it's a women's empowerment event. And so we have like a bunch of speakers coming in from all across the country just to help um, inspire women who are interested in sharing their voice. So whether that's in, in the field of mm-hmm. wellness. So whether that be like starting a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast or Or just anything. meeting other women that they feel inspired yeah. by. Even a simple exactly. Fact. So they get to see like their wellness heroes, but in person. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's I it. I love it. I that's know it's gonna, be, it's gonna be so yeah, amazing. I, you know what's cool about those events? Like I've been to, I go to, you know, like the people that I like or whatever. I'll, I'll go to their events, and I think, and I always tell like, oh, so you know, you can hear them, you can hear them online, you can talk about it. So like, why do I really need to? Um, see these people in person but when you go to those things and you see the person in person the energy that that person carries like you can feel it so much more and like that that is the transformation happens like just by being in a space with that energy so I think you get mm. so much like just so I think that that's like you know it's just like really important so that's very that true <laughs> we felt that when we went to like the conferences that we go to, it's so different when you're all there in person mm-hmm. and feeding off yeah. of each other's energy. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, uh, oh, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing all of this like beautiful wisdom. I would love to just like after we're done with the call, I would love to schedule a call with you. I don't know if it's yeah. about dating though, but like it'd be yeah, like, let's do it. Um, yeah, if I would love to. We'll so do wonderful. Where can our listeners catch up with you if they want dating advice or um, just to connect more to their intuition? Where can they find you? 
Yeah, or any general woo woo yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, they can find me. I'm very active on Instagram. So that's Nikki Novo, N I K K I N O V O. Me and um, pull out our right, phones. We're like, like wow, well, yeah. to make sure we're on the follow train. <laughs> yeah, please do. And then, you know, and my website, nikkinovo.com, is where you can book the readings or join one of my group programs, anything like that. So thank you. Oh, and I have my own podcast. I'm sorry, my of own course, podcast. I knew is that. Yeah. Yes. Called the so you, final flights, and it's all spiritual dating stuff. <laughs> wonderful, and we know that our listeners here are already podcast lovers, so it'll be wonderful yeah. for them to jump over and get some more information from you on yours. Yeah, yeah. So thank cool. you so much. Thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure. I'm so um, grateful that you two are in the world and doing good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so wonderful having you. All right. Well, as we indicated, it took a very interesting turn, but I think it was a turn worth taking. Um, I love this idea that whatever you're doing in this world, if you're exploring coaching or really anything in your life, there is a spiritual component that you can bring into it and just completely transform the work that you're doing and help people in that unique way. So Thanks again to Nikki for coming on. Please check out um, her website, NikkiNova.com. She also has a podcast, The Final Swipe. um, And she has a book too that was the number one dating book on Amazon called The Final Swipe. So make sure you check her out in all of the places where you can find her. Absolutely. And that's all we have for you guys this week. Don't forget about your tarot reading. You can get $5 off. Just follow me at Nourished with Nina or on the website. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. 